How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. I'm good. You? Yeah, good. I've completely messed up my intro. Good, mate. Good stuff. Strong. Strong. Yeah, well done. Well, in this video, we're going to be tackling all the latest news from the UK and across the pond in America to make sure that you are up to date with what's going on. Hello, I'm Marco. This is AD. Bonjour. Um, welcome back to our channel and welcome back to our weekly roundup of all things UK and US news. This week, we're going to be talking, taking a look at some of the most important topics that have been making the headlines in both countries, as well as covering any other relevant headlines in both countries and any other international stories that may have flown under the radar. So if you're wondering about Boris or Biden, then don't worry, because today's your lucky day. Look, we start this podcast actually um, just by talking about the tragic news of Sarah Harding passing away due to, to breast cancer. Yeah. Uh, and and in what is Child Cancer Awareness Month, um, so we're struck again by some tragic news to do with cancer. The age of thirty nine, she passed away. It's, it's, it's sad, that isn't it? I mean, there's 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 never never a right age or anything, is there? But thirty nine, mate, that's a few years older than us. It's no age. No age. Oh. Obviously, Sarah came to prominence during the reality show Pop Star, The Rivals, I think it was. When she joined Girls Aloud. <laughs> I said to Carly yesterday, I, said, I don't even remember a Girls Aloud song. And then it was Sound of the Underground. That is the only one, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. But yeah, mate, 39. What, Like I said, mate, no age. Did I, did I ever tell you I met Sarah Harding once in Lincoln? No. <laughs> no. Completely, completely random on a night out. Um, it was just after Pop Star The Rivals, right? And she was, she, she, some, I was like t talking to this girl and she was like, oh, do you not know who I am? I went, no. Who are you? She's like, I'm Sarah Harding. And Did I was you like, say, do you not know who I am? No, I went, no, you're not. She's like, no, I am. So <laughs> I was like, no, you're not. Sure. And I walked off. Look, check on my phone. I take a picture. I was like, oh, shit, it's Sarah Harding. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> yeah but yeah mate yeah like i say it's um it's uh another another tragic story like i said it's in child cancer awareness week which is the whole of september and obviously we're doing the press up challenge which is for child cancer awareness yes. month now i originally saw this so i didn't obviously come up with the challenge i've seen it on online and it was a thousand the original challenge was a thousand push-ups in the month of september yeah. to raise awareness and i thought that's not a challenge <laughs> 30, i think it worked out to like 30 a day it's yeah. not a challenge is it so i thought what well, let's take that thousand put it into a week and uh give it a go i originally had like 12 people that said that we we're going to get involved with it but i've had results from about six oh, really? so yeah well i haven't sent you mine have i no, you told me yours just before, though. There's me thinking it started yesterday. <laughs> so you were thinking you're behind. Yeah, so I did extra. <laughs> yeah, but just just a couple of stats on on. I mean, I, I was doing a bit of research this morning, and uh, the number did. I mean, you probably don't know, but in the US, one in two hundred and eighty-five children will get diagnosed with cancer before their twentieth birthday. That's that is like a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. One in 285. I was shocked when I saw that stat. And in the UK, it's every day, 
12 children, 12 children and young people. So in the UK, I think they class young people as under 19. Yeah. 12 people a day will be diagnosed with cancer and two will die. Wow. It's bad that, isn't it? It's just, do you know what's, what's mad is you look at the, the age we live in and all the, the things that we can manufacture, create, remake, conquer, whatever. And cancer is still the one thing that just kicks. Oh, I mean, mm. it, just, it just, there's nothing there, is it? There's nothing. I mean, there, there's drugs and things and treatment that prolongs, but when it comes and it gets aggressive and all of that, it's, there's just no, there's no coming back. We, you see all the conspiracy nuts, don't you, that talk about um, the, the, there's, there's a cure for cancer, but there's no money in the cure. The money's in the prevention. Mm. So that's the reason why they haven't cured it. It's, um, but like I think you were sort of touching on it on that last podcast we did where you were saying, look, how, how quickly have they managed to find a cure for COVID? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, it was said before that there's never been a cure for any coronavirus that's ever been, that's ever been around. No, and yeah. uh, to be fair, the, the vaccine, it, it's just, it's not a guaranteed cure, is it? But it's like 90% or whatever effective. Yeah. It won't, it won't like, cripple you, basically. It won't put you in hospital. But... Yeah, it's just it's just crazy that we we live in, and you see all this, you know, all the fundraising, and it's not a a Debbie Downer moment, but you see all the fundraising every year for cancer, and you you kind of sit back and go, okay, well, where's the progression? Yeah, where are we with it? Because it's just more and more people every day. I mean, I mean, life expectancy with cancer is increasing, so that is the the good thing. Yeah, you know, life expectancy is increasing, but yeah, there's uh, certain cancers. <sighs> I mean, I was literally downstairs. Carly was just telling me about one of her friend's brothers. Just been, he's got a brain tumor. He's been told he's got the life expectancy of ten to fifteen years. He's twenty-seven. Wow, wow, hey, mate, it just reiterates that everything we speak about, you know, in terms of you've just got to, you've just got to try, try and just enjoy, enjoy. Life. Yeah. Do not know what's around the corner. And no, it can, change, it can change. Click of a finger, mate, and. I mean, look at look, look, touching back on Sarah Harding. Look at that. Um, who was it? Somebody I was speaking to today actually about it, and they said, "Oh, I didn't even know." I was like, "Yeah, yeah you you wouldn't know." And there's so many stuff like David Bowie. He he died of cancer, but nobody knew until he died. Yeah, Sean Locke. Yeah, I didn't know. See, I didn't know Sean Sean Locke was battling cancer. But no, did I? And it's one of these things you wouldn't publicize it. And that, that's the thing. And that's what you've got to remember. My my tattoo artist, Lex, your, a young guy from Grantham, same age as us, died of cancer four years ago. Yeah, mate, it's just horrible. It's horrible. It's one of those things you'd never, ever want to see. Like, I watched, so I watched a film coming back on the, on the plane um, called Clouds. Have you ever seen it? No. Don't watch it, mate. You get some sort of reaction in your eyes, and they just start streaming. Like, what's it? <laughs> must have been. It must have been the altitude, mate. Definitely the altitude, mate. Definitely, <laughs> definitely the altitude. I mean, it also gave me sniffles. You know, I was just like, yeah, turn this off. But um, yeah, about a young lad living life gets cancer, beats it, and then it comes back even more aggressive. It just spreads, and then he ends up. Yeah, it's just horrible, mate. It's horrible. There can't, yeah. there can't be enough done to raise awareness because we all know what cancer is and does yeah but we are of that that mindset of like 
if I don't want to think about it, it's never going to happen. Well, do you know, it's funny because I, I haven't stopped thinking about it since we did the podcast with, well, we did the podcast with Ira a few weeks back, but like, obviously I listen back to it, do edit, do the edit and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And since then I haven't, literally haven't stopped thinking about it. And I, I started reading his blog, you know, you mentioned the, yeah. the blog that he, he wrote. Oh, it's so hard because you, you know, we're parents, we have kids of a similar age to ira's daughter when she got diagnosed with cancer yeah and it's i always put myself in that position whenever i see anything with kids there's one we're gonna, we'll, come on, we'll come on in a minute with, with the form with the marine that shot the kid yeah. in in america but like yeah. I, whenever there's something like a kid that happens to children I, it, my head just takes it to leo all the time yeah. Mate, and I'm I, like, you're, you're like me and probably most people uh, parents especially your mind wanders and you start yeah. It could just be you could just be out of the park, and then you're thinking, "Oh, what if he slips? What if he does this to his head, and this happens, and this happens, and it just spirals out and out." Yeah, it's just, it's just a it's a worrying. Being a parent is, mate, it's fucking tough. <laughs> it's hard. it's just constant yeah. worry. Well, look. Be, speaking of being a parent, you've you've obviously been been away with work for the past what is it three weeks now? Yeah, three and a half. And so you've obviously been away from your little man and yeah and, and seeing that i mean obviously uh, some people that do this and will probably probably know that you're obviously a single dad and you share custody with your part ex-partner yeah um so you already don't see him a lot so how's it how's it been for you right. these past past three weeks do you know what right so so when i when i left because i've been away before and, and stuff and i'm used to it like you can never get used to missing that you know that little person first couple of days i was just sort of adjusting because i was in the middle east i was adjusting to everything going on i didn't really give myself time to to miss him if that makes sense um, yeah you're so busy after, with what's going on right yeah but then after that there, there was one evening i'd finished work one of those days got back went to the gym did all the usual stuff and i sat down and i just really missed him and he just spiraled from there just every day. And I got to speak to him every now and again. And it's just hard, mate. It's hard. Um, really did miss him. And then got back on Friday. Um, within an hour, hour and a half of being home, I went to get him. And I've had him, yeah. I've had him since. And like, honestly, I didn't. Uh, so my ex made sure we, we didn't tell him I was coming to pick him up. So I just turned up rung the doorbell he answered and you should have seen his face mate absolutely priceless like loved it absolutely loved it and he's been my shadow since honestly yeah i love all that you know you've seen it watching online where you watch the former the soldiers returning home videos i love all that i'm a, I'm a sucker for that no mate, it was it was it was really it was so nice it was just um it just makes you see things again bigger picture it makes you see things like what you're doing stuff for and um how you can again how it's possible to love somebody yeah. that much that you can't you can't describe it you can't put a value on it mm. and it's just the slightest thing so seeing him and his reaction to me being home I'm priceless really, yeah and like i said he's been my shadow since and i mean we are really close anyway like you know that anyone who knows me knows me and my boy are, we are super close anyway 
Yeah. But yeah, he's just uh I just see more and more characters. So it's been you know, it's been really nice, really nice. I'm absolutely wiped out. Like I'm done. <laughs> um so I got back Friday. What is today? Monday Monday. Yeah. I it doesn't start school till Thursday. I'm just trying to think in my head, how, <laughs> how am I gonna do this? <laughs> but no, it's um yeah, it's one of those things, mate. Yeah, and, and to be honest, every time I'm with him, I'm again constantly like, you know, Papa Bear walking behind him, bubble wrap. Like, yeah, don't want anything to happen. Just, just smile, be happy, be good. Um, but he's loved it. He's absolutely loved it. <clears throat> what's AD, what, Just going back to Saudi. What, what's the? Because we obviously we've done a podcast on. Fly, fly around my head there. Um, we've done a podcast on Afghanistan, so I don't really want to dwell on that too much. But yeah. what's what's like their reaction to what's what's going on over there? Well, the Saudis' reaction to Afghanistan? Yeah, devastated. Are they? Yeah, they they just they can't um, they can't comprehend a bit like we spoke about. They can't comprehend the the speed of how they took control and everything just spiraled. Um, and for the people that are there working and had worked with the forces, just the brutality that's going on, that's not really reported in, but more and more is coming out now and now. So, yeah, but they, they're very much, you know, Saudis are very much keep themselves to themselves. They've got their own stuff going on and you know, they're, they're, they're fighting their own battles. Yeah. So extremely busy, but yeah, like most of us, they're just, dumbfounded with how how well equipped and how quick everything spiraled yeah um, but it, it definitely spiked something because we were just extremely busy have you seen have you seen um have you seen uh, the american soldier that has been suspended for speaking out about uh, about the they know about the withdrawal and how basically his commanders and the the politicians have screwed it up. It's gone. It's gone. It's done a video. It's gone viral. Um, I'm just trying to find his name. Um, American soldier. So what's happened to him? So he's been stood down. He's an officer. He's a, he's an officer in the Marine Corps, I think. Right. Okay. Um. Sorry, this wasn't on the uh, agenda. Otherwise, I would have had some information about it. Um, oh, I don't know what I can't find it, but basically, yeah, there's a there's a soldier. And he was an active soldier. The, the video he did, who posted online, was he was in his uniform, and he's criticised the, the the way that, that that it's been handled and the the way that they've withdrawn from afghanistan and asked he wants answers basically saying look we need answers this is unacceptable and he's basically yeah, he's been stood down he's been basically relieved of his commission and uh they don't yeah. understand the damage that will do the credibility and everything um not to the soldier to the actual marine corps itself to the military to the everything and you watch how quick it's just swept under right there, there won't be much on it it's always like bigger fish, isn't it? But mate, everyone, everyone needs answers. Civilians, everyone, we need to know why, what's going on, what's happened. Yeah, you don't know until again, touching on things we spoke about before. What's reported on? 
that's not always the news. That's not no. always the fact of what's going on and and how the lay of the land is. You'll never know. You'll never no. know. So I, I've started seeing some things from, from over there that have been, you know, personally delivered through people's doors. And mm. it goes against everything that's been said about how the, the Taliban and everyone have been operating. and Yeah. Amnesty and all that nonsense. That's a bullshit. Yeah, but we knew it was. We knew it was right. <laughs> I don't know who who was like, oh, maybe the, the, the Taliban have changed. Maybe they're nice people now. Yeah, they invite you around for dinner. Yeah, ten digits. You balls, mate. Mm. We 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 solved Afghan last week anyway. So let's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's move on from that. Well, look. Speaking of tragedy, have, have you seen the news of the former Marine sharpshooter that shot and killed four people, including a baby being cradled wow. by his in his mother's arms? A, f- a three-month-old baby in it was in Lakeland, Florida, I think it is. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I've got the note thing on here. Yeah. That, uh, and again, and again, like you, you said to me the other day, you know, you've been um, you've been really watching like a lot of military movies at the moment, haven't you? And that yeah. Sort of thing. Um, and a couple of movies, like like so, one of the movies, American Sniper, <laughs> like the whole film. Obviously, you've seen it. Yeah, the whole film, like, amazing film, tells it, like, tells a really good story, um, and then the ending, like, that's how messed up people get from it. So when when people have been and done whatever, whatever they've experienced, everyone experiences something different in the military. That's it. Yeah, you don't know what somebody may or may not have experienced. Some people obviously expand on things and whatever, but. To be that messed up, like that messed up, shooting a three-month-old, being, being crazy. Uh, the the crazy thing is that he's not dead, so they've arrested him. He's in prison. He is gonna get fucked, man. Like, he is. He, oh, will he, he will not last long. In you know, that's one thing spoken to quite a few people before about different things about prisoners and things. The the, the prisoners tend to take care of business like that. Yeah. Like, for all they're bad and they are, you know, to bad. Like, real low, right? <laughs> yeah. Like proper, like proper scum. However, when it comes to things like that and, you know, like paedophiles and all of this stuff, that they, they take care of all that in there. <laughs> so he well, is going to. The story behind, like, reading the story is baffling as to what happened. Have you read, like, anything about it? All of it, not in depth, no. So, basically, according to the sheriff, the sheriff said that Mr. Gleason, who's the the man that was shot, was out mowing his lawn when Riley, the ex-Marine, drives past. He stops, saying that God had told him to stop because Mr. Gleason's daughter was going to commit suicide. So, that... That was it. I think it was at seven thirty in the evening. So he's driving past. He stops his car, wants to engage with Mister Gleason because his he says that God told him that his daughter is going to kill him, kill herself. Second person comes over, sort of confronts him, and he goes away. The police come. He goes. He go, they go. He can't find him. At four thirty in the morning, he comes back to the house, gets glow sticks, puts them up the drive as like a. Pathways to where he's gone, and goes in and shoots them. Wow! I mean, that's all kinds of crazy. That's yeah. like purge the purge stuff. Yeah, mate. And the thing is, like, 
in his head, you don't know where he's at. I mean, no. like, I don't want people thinking like we're trying to justify it or condone it. Like, no, of course, nothing at all like that. But in his head, like you, you don't know where he's at. Putting glow sticks down, marking a route back, whether he's setting up markers or whatever. I mean, it is just it's. Yeah, you know what's what's sad? It's a movie. It's a movie. In the yeah, making. it is a movie. And that's the th- that's the thing. It's 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 like most of the the modern day military movies. There's something like this that happens. Something snaps. Yeah. Something snaps. We go on all these things. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they. I think they're saying that he's suffering. He's suffering from PTSD, which is uh, always, again, more clearly. But it's a, it's the the go-to for as soon as anyone's. Well, it's <clears throat> it's like, did you see the guy men, men, mental health problems? Right, that's the, always the one that they they just took out. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen the incident in in Germany with the lady the lady that was stabbed in the neck in Af- by the Afghan? Not seen it. Is that recent? Yeah, yesterday or today, yesterday or today, I think it was. So, a uh, sixty, I think she was like sixty three year old woman in the park doing gardening on her own, doing some gardening. She was approached by an Af- an Afghan man who takes issue with the fact that she is gardening because he doesn't believe women should be doing that sort of activity in public so he stabbed her in the, he stabs her in the neck a passerby comes out to to, to help he's also stabbed and then he, uh, the guy's ends up being arrested what and was this was he was he a, a he resident Af- or? you know he was an afghan refugee brilliant okay cool cool so it started with do you know what i read this i read the story and i thought to myself i wondered how long it would be yeah before until we on, or... and then but it this the story is that the man suffers from mental health issues yeah but again it still doesn't bring condone shit like that does it no we are very quick to say yeah mental health ptsd anything like that okay okay if that's the thing you know, it's bad for that individual, 100%. But what about the fucking family that they've just destroyed? Yeah, well, I think... That's not enough reason to tell somebody, oh, I'm so sorry. No, of course. Well, I think, fa- thankfully, I think the, the two people that were stabbed have survived. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they are in hospital in serious condition, but they have survived, so they, they haven't, he hasn't killed them. But, yeah, just ran, a random attack because the, he doesn't believe that women should be out. Also, you don't believe women should be out doing gardening, but you do believe you should be stabbing them in the neck. Yeah, and you do believe that you warranted being given asylum. Yeah, from that culture that you lived in, mate. And again, you know, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of issues with all these refugees coming in. It's hard, isn't it? Because ultimately, the cultures are just so very different. That is just the the short of it. Massively, and we spoke about it briefly, didn't we? You don't know who's involved in that refugee pack. You don't know who they are. You know, they could be undercover, let's say. Or it's, well, like the guy that was on the no-fly list. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it makes a mockery, doesn't it? It makes a mockery. And yeah. also the biggest thing, which I've heard a lot of people saying, is that, hang on, we, we have to be COVID tested and all this to go on holiday, but we can... People can come in in this country, and you think, oh, is there not enough going on? There's not enough going on in the world that we've got to start getting a little 
pedantic, a little picky on things. It's just crazy. You worry for your kids, don't you? You worry for your children growing up. Yeah. Like the world we live in, like it's already, you know, from when we were kids, it's already changed massively. Oh, it's, it's much more. It's, mu- it's so dangerous everywhere. Can't yeah. We can't go and play out on the street till whatever time at night, wherever you live. Wouldn't matter where you lived. You could play out. You were safe. Now, <laughs> mate, you're not safe past eight o'clock, is it? No, no, it's crazy, mate. I'm just going to bring something up actually because I've just literally I've just seen this pop up whilst we were whilst we were on here. Now I don't, as you know, read the comments on YouTube because I, they are just ridiculous. But one that I'm just going to talk about because I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So do you remember we did the reaction video to Victory Brinker with the, the nine-year-old little girl who sang opera? I, I didn't think she was very good. Or you didn't think she was very good. And uh, do you know what? I've had emails from people saying, "I agree. She, well, I don't think she's very good." Somebody's just commented saying. Just say you don't like to see a person with colour win. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're not, they're not fishing for... What? Oh. Like, hello? Look at me. Did they not see your picture on there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone listening? You Honestly, like... This is, this is also why I did stop reading the comments on YouTube, but, but, because they're just... In, they're, they're insane, some of them. But, yeah, some, but so, sometimes on Gmail, they just pop up on my phone, and, I, and sometimes I can't help but see them. But, and that one literally just popped up, and I was like, what? <laughs> no, like, I don't want her to win because she's not very good. Like, that's just pure and simple. It's called talent, isn't it? It's- yeah. And also... It's America's Got Talent, and I'd have no care who wins that show at all. The chances so. of them ever being famous over here. Yeah, no. Look, st- sticking to that side of the pond, um, 9-11, 20th year anniversary coming up Yeah. Um, in a couple of weeks. So I was, I was thinking, actually, I want to do a podcast like we did for Afghanistan, but on, on 9-11. 9-11 so I don't want to dwell on that too much on this one um, but I'd like to get your sort of starting position and so what you think happened on that would you think it do you do you take the original narrative of what happened the the official story or do you think there's more to it than what they have said there is I definitely definitely think terrorist attack 100 mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I, I'm not into conspiracy theories and all that. I'm not into all of that. I think it is a statement and that's it. It's You've seen it unfold and then look what transpired. Yeah. <laughs> that's a a lot of lives to have been lost and ruined. But what about the, the way the towers fell? Uh, do, you, do you subscribe to the fact that they wouldn't normally fall like that? Or I, I'm, I'm not a uh, an expert on... Building, building regulations, everything, and how buildings should collapse. Hmm. Well, here's 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 a stat for you. Do you know there's only ever ever been three buildings collapse from fire mm-hmm. in the history of high rise buildings, and all three of them were on that day in New York. It's just, mate. It's it's one of those. It's 
I don't think. No, I, I point out, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, no, I'm just saying, I don't think the, the let's say the truth, um, or you know, in inverted commas, anyone listening, the truth. I don't think they'll ever be here. <clears throat> well, like, you can have every every expert look at it and analyze everything. The fact remains, nine eleven happened. Do you, do you know? I, I subscribe to the theory for for a lot a long time that I I always felt that. It was a terrorist attack. You, we, you see that. You, they know who it was. They, they saw it planned. But they see these kind of attacks every day, and they they thwart them. Thwart? Yeah. Did, I that? Was that, was that the right Did I say that right? They Sounds thwart like them. Educational right now. They, thwart, they thwart them every single day, right? I, always, I subscribe to the theory that they knew this was happening. They mm. knew it was going to happen. They let it happen. And they assisted in the demolition of the buildings. That was my theory, right? But I've been watching, I don't know if you've seen this. It's, I think it's on, it might be on Netflix. It's called Calls from the Towers. Calls from the Towers. Have you seen that? No. It's, it's, a, it's a rough watch. It's obviously the people that were trapped in the building that were calling their parents and their family. And I watched. It, I was watching that yesterday, and I was listening to some of the what some of them were saying is that this is obviously before it goes down. But some of them were saying that the walls were collapsing, mm-hmm. so like, and the walls, the, the roofs were coming down, the walls were collapsing. So if you think, then I start thinking, well, if if the if the build if the if it was starting to collapse, then ultimately it is just gonna gonna go down, isn't it? Because ultimately that plane has just demolished the structure of that building, right? Yeah. The 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 uh, what's it called the the integrity of the building's gone. Yeah, it's done. And yeah, that impact, and then that weight from everything else, then just chicaden down. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I'm I'm still of the mind. I still think they knew about it. I do. I, they, yeah, let's, let's, let's just let's put it like if if again if. They knew about it and assisted in some sort of way. It would only fall into everything else that they've helped plan, execute, be part of, from supplying drugs, money, running the gangs, everything you, you know, you can watch and read all day about different things going on over that side of the pond. Yeah. Um, and probably everywhere, but let's focus on that. And then look at, so look at Afghanistan now. Fully kitted army fully kitted rebel force of whatever extent like millions and millions and millions of dollars 85 billion dollars worth of equipment exactly oh look here's a, here's a black hawk helicopter oh wicked perfect just stumble across this i saw, this I saw something i saw something today that said that the taliban and, and i I'm going to get this wrong, but I'm just going to make the last part of it up to make my point. But basically, the Taliban now have more attack helicopters than France. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, can't uh, I, who, I can't remember who it was, they said. Uh, but I read something like the, like the third like ranking or something of the amount of... Yeah, I've, I've read something like that. With all their kit, is like... Hey. I've seen it's funny that some of the Taliban soldiers are all literally kitted out in the full American gear. <laughs> all the gear, no idea, mate. That's yeah. Like, Point in case, like, but yeah, it, you yeah, you could go on that. That nine eleven happened, and whether things were 
assisted, put into place to, to make it, <clears throat> what then transpired and go on, you know, so forth. And now look where we are, 20 years. Mm. There's a podcast on Sky News about a British woman who was in the South Tower when the first plane hit. And she was on the 86th floor when the plane, that's where her office was, the 86th floor. And once that first one hit, she made the decision to go down. So she started to go down the stairs and then she was in the stairwell when the second plane hit because she managed to get out. But I, I've what on that calls from the tower. There's 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 other examples of like guys that were in the second tower that saying it's been here. We're fine. We're going to stay here. And they like if they'd have got out, they'd have, they'd have got out, but they stayed. Mate, it's just it's it's just a shit world, isn't it? Mm. It's just awful, mate. The things that happen and the things that go on, and again, everything from that that's then happened and always been linked back to somewhere yeah revolving uh, revolving around that it's never ending it's never no. ending. but we'll, we'll obviously go into it a bit more yeah well, yeah well, let's say we'll, we'll touch on that when we do the podcast for 9-11 but stick it again to that side of the water did you see the football last night <laughs> or, or the soccer for our american friends what you mean the, the training game the brazil and argentina match yeah the kickabout do you know, I spoke to three people today and I was like, oh, did you watch the game last night? They're like, oh, no, what happened? I was like, the brazil Argentina game. No, no, what happened? I went, right, well, the game was abandoned after five minutes and 10 seconds. Give me five reasons why you think the game was abandoned. And not one of them said COVID, COVID-related. Coming on the pitch. authority. Yeah, coming on the pitch and trying to deport the players. But what a look like. Really? Professional teams professional players professional setups and then that's happening yeah so for, so for anyone that doesn't know so the match was abandoned the brazil versus argentina in brazil the match was abandoned after the brazilian health authorities stormed the pitch five minutes 10 seconds into the game due to a breach in covid regulations where were the players from <laughs> so argentina had four players that played in the uk and they've been in the uk within the last 14 days now we're on brazil's red list they're on our red list yeah. so anybody that's been in the in the uk or brazil has to quarantine for 14 days on arrival and now, on that little tick box they put they said they weren't in the uk it's like bro you play in the premier league like we can see you on the telly professional footballers mate professional footballers in the premier league and they're saying ah. I'm not in the UK. So what you've been doing for your day job? Uh, bro, we, we saw you against Leicester a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> There's no quarantine in me at all. Mental. Again, um, whoever is in charge of the administration of all of that, I, I, they probably haven't got a job today. Yeah. Have, have you seen what's going to happen as well? So, so now when they come back, basically... So what they're going to do when they when they fly the players back now, they're going to send them to Spain, right? Because right. if they send them back to the UK, the, yeah. the players have had a right result here. Because this is what, and this is why the Premier League voted that no players could go to South America, but these four still went. Right. Basically, if they come back to the UK, they have to stay in the quarantine hotels for is it eleven nights? I think it is. Yeah. Right. If they send them to Spain. 
they don't have to quarantine. So they can train, they can go about their daily training together. And when they come back from Spain to the UK, they don't have to quarantine because Amber. you don't need to quarantine from the UK. Is it so, green now or Amber? No, it's Amber still. Amber. Okay. Basically, because they've been in Brazil, they now have to go on holiday for Spain for two weeks, train in Spain and then go back to the UK. That's just heartbreak, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I hope they get paid enough to be able to, to do that. Do you think they do? Fuck. <laughs> it just infuriates you, doesn't it? Infuriates you. Oh. Sky News, what's happening right now? They're reporting about our podcast again. The Wire actor, Michael K. Williams, found dead at 54 in his New York home. Another thing from across the pond. Another one bites the dust. It's just every day, isn't it? Every day something's happening. <clears throat> oh, I know him as well. I haven't watched The Wire. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's another, another another tragedy, another loss. And speaking of loss, do you know what? Have you heard of the footballer Jean-Pierre Adams? Say his name again. Jean. Oh, let me say it with the French accent because he's French. Jean-Pierre Adams. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'd, I'd never heard of him, but I said this story, he died today at the age of 73. He's been in a coma for 39 years. What? He was a professional footballer in France. Yeah. And he went to hospital for knee surgery in March 1982, but never regained consciousness, never regained consciousness after an error in his anaesthetic. Wow. Wow. Isn't that mad? So he went for knee surgery. He went for knee surgery. Hasn't woke up. And never never woke up and he just died at the age of 73. Coma for 30 years. 39 years. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> Shit. What the... And do you know, it's funny because it, uh, you wasn't on the podcast when I was doing... I did... The, I did um, I did a guy on the podcast, I think it was a sixth podcast I did, that he tried to commit suicide. He ended up in a coma for, I think it was two two weeks. Right. Three, three, two or three weeks. But he said he, he was he was aware of everything that was going on around him. Yeah. It's like, weird, isn't it? So can you, could you imagine that for 39 years? If that was, you know, who knows what happened to him, but yeah. if that was the case and you was aware and you could hear and, but. You you can't get you can't get up. Thirty nine years. They kept him. They kept him in a coma. Thirty nine years. So he. So yeah, if he could hear, he would have seen family come and go. Yeah. Everyone growing old. He's laid there as a a young professional athlete. Yeah. And then that's it. Done. Wow. Wow. That's. We shouldn't laugh. Should not laugh at all. It's tragic, but no. Uh, have you got anything good to tell me that we can end this on a positive note? <laughs> um, um, anything good yeah. going on? Quite good weather today. <laughs> I tell you what is good. We are going on holiday in nineteen days. What about a uh, birth certain birthday weekend? Oh yeah, yeah. Right, there's some good things coming up. Good things coming some up. Some good. Yeah. It's all good. And then, obviously, I'll tell you what we can end it on. The man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Ronaldo, back at United. 
Thank Doff you my cap. Wow. Doff my cap to Ronaldo. Have you seen some of the pictures of Man City fans that got Ronaldo on the back of their shirt? <laughs> no, but I'm not surprised. Like, I'm really not. Do you see the? Do you remember the guy, the Man City fan that got Rooney tattooed on his back? <laughs> no. So you remember when Rooney handed the transfer request in and he was going to go to City? Do you remember? No, I'm going to have. A, I, I, yeah, I remember the transfer request, but yeah. I got a Man City fan. Rooney tattoo. Yeah. There you go, look. Rooney City legend. Oh my God. <laughs> That's not even just a tiny tattoo, is it? No. It's his whole frigging bag. Really stupid. Uh, wow. Yeah. So I've seen some of these um, uh, shirts. And what people have been doing is putting tape over the back. Like making the, the name into other things, but wow! Yeah, wow. Well, well, I mean, look for, again, for any anybody in the states or in Canada that are listening, the king has returned to Manchester United. Cristiano Ronaldo makes a sensational return to Old Trafford at the prime age of thirty six. Have you seen the pictures of when he started to where he is? He's in better shape now, football ability ten times better. Well, mature. It's all, it's all down to Herbalife Nutrition because he is a Herbalife Nutrition brand ambassador and look at the state of his body. Yeah, I know. Fair one. And, and listen, it's helping me. It's helping me out, Herbalife. I've lost two stone since Eight. I've been on it. Feeling better. Three weeks, seven pounds. Is that what you lost? Yeah. Three weeks, seven pounds. And you wasn't really doing the full weight loss like real weight loss thing. Right. You just more the breakfast and the energy. How did you feel actually? Did, uh, was, did you feel like you had more energy and stuff or not? Yeah, definitely. definitely. And considering I was in like 43 degree heat. Yeah. Right. I still had enough energy to get back from work, go to the gym, do a full workout. It was, yeah. it, it's mind boggling. Like you read loads of stuff and you see all these things all the time. I'll be like, try this, try this. It's the best thing ever. This stuff actually did work. Yeah, well, I hear I hear a lot of people complaining about Herbalife saying, "Oh, it's a pyramid scheme." I'm like, "Yeah, but does it work?" So, so what if it is? And even if it is a pyramid scheme, it helps your body. It works. It's actually really good for your body as well. Yeah. But, so, if you would like to use Herbalife, you can use Marco thirty five at my Herbalink discount. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Or just yeah, honestly, it's Herbalife. Yeah, definitely worth it, but. More on the fact that look at Ronaldo, Back yeah, longs to finish his career. Yeah, yeah. Do you know I saw? I saw. So it's two years with the option for a further one, right? Yeah. He's a hundred. What bet? About their all-time scorer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's a hundred and thirty-four goals behind Rooney. Yeah. Three years, easy. I mean, he's, he was still the top scorer in Italy. He's still the top scorer at the Euros. Easier 50, 50 goals a game. Uh, yeah, game. A game. Okay. Um, a season. <laughs> all, all competition. 50 goals, easy. Wow. Look at him. He's a beast. Beast. He needs to get my video back. I need it back. Your video? Yeah, he asked me to borrow some training stuff. It's no big deal. Oh, uh, okay. Rainy day in Manchester. Yeah. Maybe you get him on the podcast. I'll see what he's up to, mate. He's back in Manny soon. Yeah. Do you know, I saw him once in Manchester. So I'm totally not like a 
can I have a picture kind of guy? Like I've seen, you know, especially living up here where I used to live in Wilmslow where he lived and Fergie lives. I've seen Fergie loads. And uh, I'm just not the, can I have a picture kind of guy? Like I, I just not, it's just not in me. And I saw him once in Old Edge. He was sat outside a cafe with his friend. And I was like, that's Ronaldo. And I went to, I walked past him and I was like, because he sat on the, in the cat, literally on the pavement in the cafe outside. And I was like, should, should I, should I? I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I, didn't I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Like, there's some that you wouldn't, you know, wouldn't bother. But I, I genuinely would. Would you? For an hour, yeah, definitely. I mean, he would probably want a picture with, with me, but it'd be a different story. But <laughs> I, would... I, saw, I saw Rio in London. I was tempted to go for Rio, but I, I just didn't. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see, mate. We'll we'll well we'll go we'll go to some of the games anyway. Yeah. And the the king is back. But yeah, good one to end on. Ronaldo's back where he belongs. Yeah. Short and sweet. Let's say hopefully we, we can get we can chuck a couple of, one of the, one of these out a week. Um catch up on what's going on with within the world and, and any suggestions people want to ping at us to have a look at, chat about. Yeah. More than happy. Fab. Right. I've been Marco. Been AD. See you later. Peace. Peace out.